have Brother Jerry Hutchins with us from Kinder, Louisiana. Good good friend. If you're ever around the Pentecostal publishing house and conference, you might run across him sometime selling books. But he is an evangelist uh, as well, an ex-soldier, good paratrooper, fall out of well, put together airplanes and all that stuff. So it is so good to have him with us tonight. So Brother Hutchins, come take your liberty in the Lord, friend. Thank you, Brother Parker, and praise the Lord, everyone. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Good to feel the presence of Almighty God. I give honor to Brother and Sister Parker for their kindness to me. I've known them for a few years now, and but uh, appreciate them opening their pulpit to us. And this is my second time to be back in your district, the first time to ever preach. It could be the last, too. You know, praise God. By faith, we'll come back tomorrow, but I might be fired tonight. Praise the Lord. Well, praise God, everybody. Amen. Good to see everybody in the house of God tonight. I mean that. It's good to meet Brother Gip, uh, Jacobs. Praise God. I had a birthday a week ago Tuesday. So, Brother Jacobs and Brother Plowman and Brother Sister Smeltzer. Did I? Amen. Praise God. Good to have y'all tonight and I want to say thank you again for these young adults making the trip to sing. I mean that. Praise God. Thank God for young adults that are committed to the Lord. Amen. I was a young adult a long time ago. And uh praise God. But every day above ground is a good day. Amen. I just hit 57 May 15th, and thank God for 57. Amen. I know I probably look older than that, but that's all I am. John chapter 6, we'll get into the word of the Lord. Appreciate everybody in the house of God. My wife, no doubt, sends her regards. She wanted to be here, but circumstances beyond our control literally kept her at home. Uh, she's with me 98% of the time. And uh, if we get to come back to Wisconsin, I'll try to get her with me. Praise the Lord. And uh, I'm sorry. Say what? Oh. Jesus' name, I'm going to be professional, praise God. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I'm <laughs> praise God. Thank you, Brother Parker, for your kindness. And wow, what a what a nice home to relax in. And my God, I almost overslept this morning. It was dark down there. I'm, I'm an early riser. And I'm usually up between 5.30 and 6 every morning wide awake. And my son texts me at 10 minutes or 7. And I was still sleeping, Lord have mercy. But then, of course, you know, 1,250-mile drive, I was throwing off 13. I stopped in Indiana on the way up Wednesday night, so I guess that cut caught up to me. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to go to heaven, don't you? I want to take somebody with me. Amen. Praise the Lord. John chapter 6, we'll pick it up in verse 59. If you're there, say amen. The... <clears throat> These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Doth this offend you? What? And if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before, it is a spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning 
who they were that believed not and who should betray him. And he said, Therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. From that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus, Sons of the twelve, will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Wow. Where are we going to go? I got no place to go, but I got to hold on to the word. What I want to talk to you about tonight, preach to you on the subject, hold unto the word. Hold on. Hold on to that word. That word is what's going to get us from here to there. Amen. Let's lift our voices and our hearts. Ask God to help us tonight. God of heaven, I thank you for the privilege to be here tonight. I thank you for your spirit we feel. I thank you for everybody that's come out. Thank you for their kindness to me, their friendship, Lord. Thank you for allowing me to meet new brothers and sisters in the Lord. I pray that you will re-anoint us tonight and touch our mind, touch our hearts to receive your word. Touch my lips to speak your word, I pray again tonight. In the name that's above every name, we ask it. In Jesus' lovely name, we thank you for what you're doing and what you're going to do. We ask it in Jesus' lovely name. And everyone said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, pick it up in verse 1. The Bible says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. Paul is saying here, because the Lord is coming back. Don't let no man deceive you. Don't get caught up in deception from your fellow man. He said, don't let your mind be shaken. That word shaken is not talking about a trial or Tribulation you and I may go through from time to time, but it's talking about to waver. It's talking about to be rocked, to be toppled, to be destroyed. Paul is saying because the Lord is coming back and deception is coming into the land, don't, don't let your mind be toppled. Don't let it be rocked. Don't be destroyed because of what is going to take place. He says there is coming a, a falling away first. I would to God I could stand here tonight and Tell us that that's not happening as I speak tonight, but there is a falling away taking place. Those words falling away, when you look them up, means a defection from truth. It means to forsake. The word apostasy can be used there, and the word apostasy means to revolt. Revolt means to renounce allegiance or subjection to. Paul is saying, don't allow that to happen. Don't allow yourself to be caught up, uh, amen, in the deception and in falling away of what's taking place. Uh, I turn your attention to the book of Ephesians chapter 4, another group of people Paul discusses. Uh, pick it up in verse 17. He says, This I say therefore and testify in the Lord, that your henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. You and I tonight are Gentiles in the flesh. Paul saying, don't be like your fellow brothers and sisters who are walking in the vanity. That word vanity means depravity in their mind. 
He goes on to say, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling, have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. Paul saying, don't be like those just because somebody unfortunately comes to church. Don't mean they're plugged into God. Praise God. He said, don't get past feeling. They're past feeling. That denotes a separation, a departure, a ceasing, a reversal. The word apathetic can be used there. And the word apathetic means lack of interest or concern, showing no emotion or feeling. I don't know about you tonight, uh, but I felt God here tonight. Uh, I feel Him every time I come to the house of God. I've, I've got to touch Him. Uh, and I've got to have Him touch me. Uh, I don't want to get past feeling the Lord. Uh, I don't want to get past feeling. Uh, amen. Hear me tonight. Uh, it don't just happen on Sunday night. Uh, it happens on Wednesday night. Uh, it happens on Sunday morning. Uh, we ought to feel the Lord uh, every time we come to the house of God. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. I don't want to get past feeling God. I got to hold unto His Word. I can't let go of His Word. Can I tell you tonight that this word is, hey, I told pastor today, a few months ago, I felt like I was losing my mind. I felt like everything was tumbling around me. What'd you do, preacher? I held on to the word. People would call me. They asked me how I was doing. I said, I'm hanging on. Hallelujah. And friend of mine, if all you got is a word, that's all you need because that word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It don't matter how tough it may get. God, help me to hold unto the word of God because that word is forever settled in heaven. You can bake on that word. You can stand on that word. We got to fall in love with the word. We got to fall in love with this word and hold unto his word like never before. Let's give him praise tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. In the book of Joshua, chapter 14. Amen. Somebody say, praise the Lord. We'll pick it up in verse 6. Now, before I read this, I want you to, I want to take you back to number 13. And God said, not pastor, not me, not you, God. God told the children of Israel. He told Moses, he said, I'll give them the land. I don't know how much land you can get from that. He said, send you, send a ruler from every tribe. Unto the land that I give them to search it out. And so they went and searched it out, brought back word was in the land. Grapes. Oh Lord have mercy. Every time I think about them grapes, I lust. Oh, oh my God, you don't get quiet. I just said the more she look, she got concerned. Lust means you just desire it, okay? Praise God. Don't get panicky on me. Maybe lust is not the word. Maybe I need to change that. Praise God. I just think about them big old red grapes at Sam's Club, you know. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I just think about them. And I begin to think about them. The cluster grapes brought back between two of them. In Jesus' name. They brought back word. Hey, my Lord, it is a land flowing with milk and honey. Here's the fruit of it. 
Oh, but we saw giants in the land. We saw this one over here and this one over there and, and, and adultery over here and witchcraft over here. Hello, somebody. And, and, and we were grasshoppers in their sight, and so we were on sight. And the Bible said they brought back an evil report, but Caleb and Joshua said, hey, uh, that's all true, but we're well able to overtake the land. And so here we are, fast forwarding, uh, after they come out of that land. Uh, amen. Verse 6. Uh, then the children of Judah came unto Joshua and Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, a man of God, concerning me and thee in Kadesh Barnea. Forty years old was I when Moses, uh, the son of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought him word again that was in my heart. Uh, nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made uh, the heart of the people melt. Uh, that means I was no more strength in them. You and I affect each other for the good and bad at times. Amen. With our negativism, with our doubt, with our fears. That's why we got to get hold of the Word of God. That's why we got to grasp the Word. If God's ever give you a Word, and it was from God, you got to hold on to that Word, because that Word will come to pass. Hallelujah. In the meantime, though, you and I are going to have to deal with some things. We're going to have to deal with people that, want to plug, that don't want to plug into God, that want to look at you like you're from Mars when you speak things of faith. Amen. But Joshua said, Caleb said, I wholly follow the Lord my God. That means he stayed consecrated. He stayed fully set. He said, hallelujah, as Moses swear on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance, and thy children forever, because thou hast holy Father the Lord my God. He said, And now, behold, the Lord hath kept me alive, as he said these forty and five years, even since the Lord spake this word to Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, I am this day fourscore and five years old, uh, 85 years on, uh, 45 years have gone by since he got the promise. Uh, he said, as yet, uh, I am as strong this day uh, as I was in the days that Moses sent me, uh, as my strength was then, uh, even so is my strength now for war, both to go out uh, and to come in. Uh, now, therefore, give me dismounted. Uh, I come to preach to you here tonight. Uh, it don't matter what anybody says does. If God gave you a word, you got to hang on to that word because it will come to pass. It may get tough. It may get bad. But i got to hold on to the word of God. There's no place else to go but to that word. Oh, Lord have mercy. It's hard when your brother or sister wants to back up from the word. I've had to shake myself in the last few years. I'm sure some of you have too. When you hear about this and you hear about that, I don't chase junk. I told Pastor and I, somebody asked me a few months ago, a year or so ago, I was somewhere I can't remember, 20 years full-time evangelist, you kind of, my God, it kind of runs together. Have you heard about this? That? I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, when I go home, I'm intimate with my recliner. Praise God. Say amen. Uh, I kiss on the grandkids every now and then. Amen. And my wife, if she lets me. But but every now and then you hear, this is happening, that's happening. And it can rock your world. You begin to wonder. You begin to think about it. 
I remember many times it's with the help of God. My wife and I hear about a friend backsliding, a friend surrendering, and friend giving in, giving up and what have you. And so have you, no doubt. But yet, but we'll say, but the Word, but the Word says this. And the Word says that. In other words, matter of fact, evil men and seducers shall work worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. It's going to get worse before the Lord comes back. That's why you got to get your mind made up and keep it made up. That's why me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I'm going to stand on the Word because there's no place else to go but to the Word. Amen. I hope you don't backslide, but i got to live for God. I hope nobody else goes away of the world. But I gotta live for God. I gotta hold on to the word. Does anybody feel what I'm preaching tonight? We've got to hold on to the word of God. We've got to hold on to that word. It don't matter what anybody else says. What does that word say? He said, I followed. I kept going on. He said, I'm strong. I'm as strong. I'm firm. That's what that word strong means. I'm as firm this day. Young people, young adults, and us gray-haired, we got to get some things settled. Praise God. Hello. It don't matter what anybody else says if it's against the Word. It don't matter what position may hold or not hold. What's the Word say? Proverbs 23, 23 says, By the truth and sell it not. Psalm 119, 105, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Was the difference between the ten and the two? Had the same promise, same word. But the ten simply didn't walk into the word. They didn't hold on to the word. I had a friend ask me some years ago when I was in San Diego. Somebody has to go there now and then. You know, I was in there just, just my Lord, no humidity, just amazing. Praise God. Oh, Lord. And he was asking me a question. I got a revival with this preacher in Tennessee in, in October, matter of fact. And he said, what, or September, what, he said, what, what are you going to do about this? I said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. And I wouldn't, I, I meant it. I wouldn't, I wasn't getting bigger than my britches. I said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do about it. I, I, I'm going to do my best to, 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 to get along with everybody. Hello. I'm going to do my best to keep a good spirit. I'm going to do my best to keep preaching the word and to stay focused. Hallelujah. Because it don't matter what anybody does or don't do. We got to hold on to the Word. We got to stay focused on the Word. Because that Word is what matters. Hallelujah. This Word that can save us can destroy us if we mess with it. That's why it don't matter what anybody does or don't do. No matter how tough it gets, you got to hold on to the Word of God. I'm here to bash anybody tonight, but I was I was another trip headed to California one year, and I stopped in a Western District and preached for a friend of mine many years ago. And we went back to his house, and he told me, he said, "I'm not going to preach against this, this, or that anymore." And it was mainline stuff; it wasn't personal convictions. 
It was biblical things. What'd you do? Line him out? Oh, I stay kind. He had a good church. He was raised in church. I'd known him for many years. I did tell him. I did tell him. If we quit preaching Acts 238, I'll never come back here. I didn't go back. It wasn't long till he resigned that church. I connected some years ago with his wife on Facebook. Had I not known it was her, I wouldn't have recognized her. Resigned a thriving church, a good church. And now he's out doing whatever. Amen. Listen to me tonight. Another brother, when we was in Saudi Arabia, we was having revival in Saudi Arabia when I was in the 101st. And, uh, and, and, and one, one moment we, we was, we were baptizing people at night under the cover of darkness. And we, we got the chaplain stirred up and, and, and she tried to shut us down. We had an audience with her and, and bottom line, we wound up at the assistant division chaplain at division headquarters who was an assembly of God man, lieutenant colonel, good spirit, nice as he could be. We presented our case to him and he said, boys, I don't know what to tell you to do. He had a big old smile on his face. Next day, my company commander come to me with a big old grin on his face and said, Sergeant Hutch, you need to quit baptizing people. And he smiled real big at me. And I read into that smile that I'm doing what I was told to do, but you do what you know you need to do. I was walking with a buddy that was in the same church I was in at the time in Hopkinsville. And one day we were walking together. And he stopped me. He said, listen, don't you think you're being a little too hard? I said, let me ask you this. How are you going to tell somebody to get saved if you don't tell them the truth? I believe in mercy and grace. I believe in love. Amen. But sooner or later, you're going to have to get rid of love and mercy. And get, and hey, uh, and put Acts 238 on the table. As a matter of fact, if you really love somebody, you'll tell them what they need to do to be saved. Uh, hello, somebody. Uh, amen. Uh, that young man, uh, unfortunately, uh, is no longer with us. Uh, he's preaching some other doctrine. Uh, let me tell you tonight, uh, when you let go of the Word of God, uh, there ain't but one place to go, uh, and that's down, friend. Uh, that's why you got to hold on to that Word, uh, no matter how tough it may get, uh, no matter what anybody says. That don't do uh, you gotta get settled uh, that people need to repent uh, they need to be baptized uh, they need to get the Holy Ghost uh, and when they get the Holy Ghost they go talk in other tongues they ain't but one God and his name is Jesus First hey, uh, Timothy chapter 1 First uh, Timothy chapter 1 uh, and verse 19 holding faith and a good conscience which some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck when you and I let go of the Word of God, there ain't but one place to go, and that's down, friend. That's why it don't matter how tough what your friends say or don't say, you've got to hold on to that Word. I hope I'm helping somebody tonight. 
people are falling away. We thought we'd never fall away. I don't want to fall away. I want to make heaven my home. You know, I preach a lot of places, and you know, you good pastors are tell Brother Hudson, this, this pulpit's unfettered. And I understand that, but at the same time, I'm not stupid either. You know, I ain't going to break your new converse over clothes. You know, I'm, I'm not a clothesline preacher. I think we, we believe a standard. Amen. Hello. But I got a, I, I had a call one time many years ago from a preacher said, I want, I want you to come preach for me. And he started waving a little bit. Finally, I just cut to the chase. I said, I said, what have you been teaching on? He told me. I said, well, I said, I tell you what. I said, I tell you what, I got a lesson on spiritual warfare. Because he told me, he said, I got ten new people coming to my church. He said, they're charismatics. But he said, they come to me and they told me they want more of God. All of them, pretty much all of them had the Holy Ghost. Well, my Lord, what better time to tell somebody about a name that's above every name when they come to you and say they want more of God? But I could tell he was nervous. So I said, so I said I'll tell you what, I'll teach that lesson on spiritual warfare. And so I went that Sunday morning and preaching. Power of God hit them care. They hit the altar. Man, they were weeping. My God talking in tongues. Most of them already had the Holy Ghost crying like a baby. Went back that night and, uh, and, uh, this, this was in the winter time. I was working at Walmart at the time because I had, I had three weeks of cancellation in one month. I said, oh, my wife, I'm going to get a job. And I went to Walmart and it was like therapy. Praise God. My God, they they put me on night shift and they they kept me. It was just temporary, just holidays. But they kept me on. They worked with my schedule. I'd go off and preach, and I'd stay there till May. Finally, they called me one. They said, "We need you here." I said, "I told you." I said, "I'm an evangelist. I can't do it." Well, you know, praise God. God bless you. You know, I'm just saying. So I went back that night to my preacher, to that pastor. Our God, he had tongues interpretation here. He and, I, and so I was on night shift. I had to get back home, change real fast. He called me, said, "Let's go into revival tomorrow night." I said, okay. I said, but, I said, but, he said, I want you to come preach revival for me. Hang on. He said, but I don't want you to say anything about doctrine. I could understand better if I come to your church and say, hey, preacher, don't, don't say nothing about standard. I, I'm all right with that. You know, praise God. That's your business, you know. Amen. I got no problem with that. I got no problem with you telling me something to preach us in the Bible. Lord have mercy. I went to work. I was stalking that out. I thought about it all night. He paid well. God, I preached for me for I got to thinking about it. I got him. I went to him the next day. He run a business right there in my little town. I said, I'm sorry, brother. I said, I can't, I can't preach a revival. I said, I may not say nothing about doctrine, but what if the Lord tells me to? I said, the only way you're going to defeat that spirit is with doctrine. He lost every one of them with the exception of one. And that man just resigned pastor not long ago. He's not doing nothing anymore. Oh, see, oh, see. It ain't always quiet right now. I'm not bashing preachers. I love preachers. But I don't like false doctrine. That's why it don't matter what anybody does or say. 
See, money, uh-uh, no, it ain't about money. Because you take our doctrine. You do, When I mean doctrine, you I mean Acts 238, you know, the oneness of God, hello. But see, what he didn't understand, I was a soul in it before I was a preacher. I could I could have helped every one of those people because, I, I, God, we know how to do the work. Hello, something. You, when you take away Acts 238, we're no better than anybody else out there. Hey, hey, and hear me tonight. That's what I'm preaching. No matter how tough it may get, some of your best friends may backslide in the future. I hope they don't. But if you don't have a hold of the word, they can take you down as well. Hallelujah. If our gospel be hid, Paul said in Second Corinthians 4, 3 through 4, if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the mind that they believe not, lest the light of this course gospel of Christ, uh, who is the image of God, is shining to them. Uh, in Galatians chapter 1, uh, verse 6, Paul said, I marvel uh, that you're so soon removed from him uh, who had called you to the grace of Christ uh, unto another gospel, uh, which is not another, uh, but there be some that trouble you uh, and will pervert the gospel of Christ. Uh, but though we, uh, or an angel from heaven, uh, preach any other gospel uh, unto you, that which we're preaching to you, let it be accursed. Uh, hear me, uh, you've got to hold on to the word. Uh, there's no other gospel. It's Acts 238. It's the oneness of God. It's separation. It's dedication to God. You've got to hold on to the Word. No matter how tough it gets, let's love the Lord. Let's lift our hands and love Him. My God, I hope I'm helping somebody tonight. We've got to hold on to the Word. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my Word shall never pass away. Praise God. First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Whew. About twenty, almost thirty years now. My God, how time flies by. When I was at Fort Campbell, I let, hear me, I let, because that devil can't take us down unless we let him. I let a subtle spirit take the wind out of my spiritual sails. And uh, I remember standing outside of battalion headquarters one night. Myself and my platoon sergeant were there, old Baptist boy. He looked at me one He looked at me. He said, he said, Hutch, I said, what? He said, I wish you'd get back like you used to be. If you let go of the word, what hope do I have? But Adams was there with me the whole time with mercy. Come on, get home, son. I just, I just let, I just let a fight get the best of me in the spiritual realm. I'll confess. Amen. Hear me. No matter how tough it gets. 
Uh, there's been times in my low points uh, I felt like God was a million miles away. Uh, I remember sitting on the floor uh, in North Carolina one night uh, at the resign of the pastorate. Uh, I looked like a concentration camp victim. Uh, Wayne Huntley salvaged my mind and my soul. Uh, hello, somebody. Uh, I said, uh, talking with a pastor friend in Mississippi, I told him, uh, I said, I don't know how much longer I can hold on. Uh, and he seen me go through worse. Uh, it's just as bad. Uh, and he said, Brother Jerry, uh, you can make it. Uh, I grasp a hold of that word. Uh, let me tell you here tonight, uh, if you hadn't grasped it already, uh, we got to hang on to that word. Uh, amen. Because when we let go of the word, uh, there's no hope for anybody else, much less ourselves. That's why we've got to be unmovable, steadfast. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, the labor is not in vain in the Lord. Colossians 1.23, if you continue in the faith, grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which we have heard, which was preached every creature which is under heaven, where Paul and made a minister. The word grounded means to make stable. It means to be established. The word settled there for the second time in this message means to be firm, immovable, steadfast. I'd be grounded if I'm going to help somebody. I've got to help myself. And then if I'm going to help somebody else, I've got to be grounded in that word. Shut up. My wife gets on me when I start rambling like this. You know, when I was a new convert, you know, I got I got saved under Brother Jesse Williams. I was blessed. Fell in North Carolina. I was in the 82nd Airborne Division. Everybody couldn't be in the 82nd Airborne Division, but I could be. Praise God. You know. But Parker, you all right? Praise God. You okay? I was an all-American as far as a screaming eagle, puking buzzard. That's what we used to call them. Then I became one one day. I, you know, when I got saved, like some of you probably did, had some questions about the Word. I'm sure if I went to Brother Williams, he'd ask, he'd have told me the deal. But I went, you know, he, you know, it's all right to have questions. It's all right to doubt sometimes. Why is this, God? Why is that? No, this is, I'm glad you're sitting down because this is heavy, what I'm going to take. What'd you do, preacher, when you had a question about some things in the Word? I went to God. Wow, that's powerful, isn't it? Hmm. That's heavy. I know that's deep. But I went to His Word. You won't circumvent that Word. That's why you got to get a hold of that Word. That's why no matter what your brother or sister may say, you got to get a hold of that Word. And then I went to prayer. But when you go to prayer, you got to be careful. Now listen, listen, the devil ain't everywhere like people think he is. He's got a system in place. He can't read our minds. How do you know what we have problems with? We voice it. He can't read our mind because the Bible said, had they known this, had they known what was going to happen when they nailed him to the cross, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. <laughs> He can't read our mind, but he knows our weaknesses. He knows what we're having doubts about because we say it out loud sometimes. His sister picks it up. 
full of imps, and they're out there. Oh, yeah. Praise God. That's how Lucifer got to Eve. She got to questioning the Word of God. It's all right to have questions, but they need to be legitimate and good questions. Oh, Jesus. He got her to question God's Word in her mind. That's why people backslide. That's a number of reasons people backslide. But the bottom line is they let go of the Word. Praise God. I didn't feel like dancing and shouting this past fall when I sat there quaking under the pressure that we were dealing with. My wife and I were under the gun and our home was being attacked, to put it lightly, which is nothing new. And I'm just, as a human being, I don't know how much longer I can hold on, but I held on to that word. Praise God. Huh, that word is all we need to hang on to. Hallelujah. Your brother may not feel like praying with you. Your sister may be having a bad day. But God, I said, but God, who is rich in mercy, hallelujah, is waiting on you and him, is waiting on you to put your hand into that nail-starred hand and hold on that word because he is the word manifested in the flesh. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Hallelujah. Jesus is the walking word, and you got to hold on to him in spite of your difficulties and hard sentences. Praise God. But 2 Peter 3.16, as I begin to wind down. There's also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, something hard to be understood. Aid that are unlearned and unstable. Rest, as they do also the other scriptures, unto their own destruction. That word rest, W-R-E-S-T, means to twist, to pervert. It goes on to say it's a destruction the word destruction is a perishing ruin, the destruction which consists of eternal misery and hell. When you and I begin to twist this word and try to get it to say something it doesn't say, or to appease our conscience, or to appease somebody else, you're putting yourself in danger of being destroyed by the very thing that can save you. If you don't trifle with it. I've been told to write a book on it, but I need to just do it. I don't know. It's a, that's work, though. And I parallel what we wore in the army to the armor of God. It's like that M16. If you didn't keep that dude clean, the very thing, it can... The very weapon that can save you can kill you if you're not careful. The very word, I reiterate, that can save us, can destroy us if we twist it, if we pervert it because of the pressure of this hour. Because we want to appease somebody. That's why, that's why the multitude, the multitude left Jesus. And that's why he looked at Peter and the rest of the apostles will now also go away, Lord. Whom shall we go? We got no place else to go. We got to hold on to you. We got to hold on to the word. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't want to twist the word of God. My flesh don't like it sometimes. Amen. See, there's more to truth than Acts 238. I've had mentors line me out. And I've told them, I don't like what I'm hearing. Amen. That's that flesh. Hey, that's why you've got to get rid of your will and get a hold of the will of God and say, not my will, but thy will be done. When we get self out of the way, that's when we defeat the devil. That's when we say no to the world. That's when we say, hey, God, I want your word. My flesh may not like it, but my inner man, i got to hear you say, well done. Now, good and faithful servants. Let's stand our feet. I'll give you hope. I'm closing. i got to... Second Peter one nineteen. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Until you do well that you take heed until the light that shines in the dark place until the day dawn and the day star rise in your heart. That word sure means to be stable. It means here it is for the third time. Firm. How firm are you tonight in apostolic doctrine? I think you're firm, else you wouldn't be here. I pray you get more firmer. The word word there means a decree, a mandate, an order. Praise God. Praise God. One more scripture I'm going to finish. I went back to Fayetteville. I've been back there several times. We just celebrate 35 years. 35 years of truth. Thank God for it. February of 83. But about the 16th year of my walk with God, I went back to Fayetteville, and we went out to eat like we do, and visiting friends and what have you. And but Johnny McNeil's older sister, Gina, several of us gathered around the table, and we began to talk about different friends and ones that came up under Brother Williams and was there when we were there and what have you. And, and some of them, unfortunately, fell by the wayside. Some of them were still living for God. And all of a sudden, Gina looked across the table at me and said, she said, but Jerry, you're still living for God. I didn't think about nothing she said. It wasn't because I was better than the other guys. It wasn't because I'd cost every dime, cost every ten dollar every eye. Yeah, I made some mistakes along the way. I've dropped the ball a few times. I didn't say nothing to him. I was like, but then I thought about it. Where else is there to go? You know, some of you may do it. I talk, you know, some of you may make a good Baptist or Methodist. I used to be a Methodist. Some of you may make a good Presbyterian. I wouldn't. I mean, pardon me. You know, I'm just plain. I mean, I don't want to be ignorant, but I'm just saying, if I'm if I'm going, you know, if I'm going to go to hell, I ain't going to waste my time going to some other church. What's the matter? I'm going to go to hell having fun, as far as the flesh is concerned. Hello, somebody. In other words, once you had this, what is this to go to? When you've had a whole, the whole word, nothing but the word, nothing but the truth, that's no place else to go. What would you be if you weren't a Pentecostal? Nothing. Just no place else to go. That's why we got to hold unto the Word. Psalm 138. You know, we love the name of Jesus. I'm going to verse 2, Sister Parker. 
We love the name of Jesus and thank God for it. But look, look at this scripture. I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> for thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. I'm thinking about that song we just sing in the Methodist church. On Christ's solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. I hope my brother don't backslide. I hope my sister don't surrender. But oh God, help me not to let go of the word. Help me to hold on to your word. Help me in the midst of hard times. In the midst of backslidings. In the midst of cold. In the midst of lukewarmness, help me to hold on to your word. Help me to grasp your word. I'm trying to close. God's working on backsliders, folks. You know how they're going to come through those doors? By you and me holding on to the word. By you and me being faithful when we don't feel like being faithful. By you and me praying when we don't feel like praying. By you and me worshiping when we don't feel like worshiping. youngest son. I've been backslid for 10 years. He just came home after being on the East Coast. Call of God hit him at 16 years of age. Asked me with tears coming down his cheek. How God feel? How'd you feel when God was told you to preach it? And six weeks later, he's a walking devil. He just came home and prayed back through powerfully this past January. And it on fire for God has already got an invitation to come preach somewhere. It's just, me and Pastor, my pastor, we're just blown away by it. Hey Amen. What are you saying, preacher? Daddy ain't always been perfect in those ten years. But Daddy did his best to hold on to the word. Hear me. Backsliders are coming back. You gotta hold on to the word. You gotta be faithful. You gotta keep on keeping on when you don't feel like it. Because it ain't always about me and you. It's about somebody else. Let's lift our hands and love the Lord. Let's love the Lord. Let's give Him my praise. Let's give Him my voice right now. This altar's open if somebody wants to come. If you want to come saying, God, help me to hold on to your word. Don't let me backslide. Don't let me surrender. Don't let me cave in to the pressure of this hour, Jesus. Oh, come on, let your voice out. Oh, when somewhere's nowhere, will you still follow Jesus? When the multitudes are backsliding, when the multitudes are leaving Him, wilt thou also go away? Your flesh don't like what you hear sometimes. Will you begin to argue and say it's a hard saying? Oh, but I'm going to surrender my will to His will. Let's love him right now. I feel the Holy Ghost in the house. I feel the Lord in the house. He's been here since we got here. He caught out of all. I appreciate you listening tonight. I hope I'm helping somebody here tonight. I know I am. He out of I'm helping myself. Oh God, help me to hold on to your word. Oh, I wish I could sing it like I used to sing. On Christ's solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand.